We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every second I look up, another player gets hurt or another player gives me more draft regrets. We'll talk about that more and a whole lot else on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Fred Zinke and I are coming up. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. This uh, podcast is titled is, is titled Draft Regrets, and the, of the of which I have many. It feels like right now. Actually, in some cases, I feel like fundamentally it's okay, but others, man, I'm, I am really concerned. As always, uh, our podcast is brought to you by the good folks at Vivid Seats, uh, and also Rival Fantasy, a new uh, uh, advertiser this week. So happy to have them aboard. Fred, how are you, my friend? I'm not completely full of regret tonight, so I guess that's good compared. I think I didn't have a lot of pitchers starting today, so maybe. The, and I think this was a good day to not have a lot of pitchers starting from what I've seen in the box score so far. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Um, I'm just getting a note of another injury right now. This is ridiculous. Stop. That can't be true. No, uh, someone just tweeted at me. Uh, Richard Sands, loyal listener, uh, good ball, good yeah, player, absolutely. good writer. Uh, so said Dansby had just left. Uh, so Ugh. just stop. <sighs> Someone turn injuries off. It's, it's, sometimes when these guys leave, it's nothing. Maybe some of these will be precautionary. Dude, it's ridiculous. It's it so ridiculous today. I was at my daughter's swim meet, and I get your uh, DM of like, oh, add Brandon Woodruff, and add this guy. And that, oh, like, stop already. This is, it's crazy. So, so we could be, you're right. So, like, it's conceivable that by the end of tonight, we could have, like, 10 startable mixed league fantasy players go to the IL. It's probably, that's an exaggeration. Some of them will go to the IL tomorrow. Hopefully some of them won't go to the IL, but we can start running them down one at a time if you want, because there's a lot of them today and and we can kind of take them case by case. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I want to do draft regrets, but it's going to have to wait a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Oh, make it stop, dude. Just, okay. So, the one that uh, I, you know, really tweaked me. The one that caught my ire the most was uh, Brandon Woodruff. Uh, you know, it may not be serious. They're saying it's a minimum amount of days, shoulder tightness. Uh, I don't know, dude. Um, I, I'm, I, I hate it. He's my ace. Of course, we didn't. They could have told us about this yesterday. <laughs> uh, would have been very nice. I could have at least benched him. 
But then again, I might have considered putting in Miles Michaelis active again. No, I wouldn't have. I knew I wasn't going to do that. Um, he's already down 5-2. So at least I, I feel better about that one there. Uh, but, you know, it's just he's my ace. And, you know, there, he, he was he's pitched two good games. I'm like, okay, this is great. We're good. You know, and, you know, all these disasters around us. I've got Brandon Woodruff. He's fine. Brandon Woodruff, not fine. Definitely, yeah, not fine. Well, like you said, hopefully – Hopefully this is not much. Hopefully he's back by the end of April and back at least, at least he was pitching well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like it's like some of these pitchers, I'd almost rather have them injured than the way they've been pitching so far. At least then they, at least they weren't hurting. He helped your ratios. Now he'll get out of the way for a while and then hopefully he comes back and keeps helping your ratios. But yeah, this is obviously concerning. We'll, we'll see where things are at here in a week. Yeah, uh, we will and uh yeah it's 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 really bad um so uh you know we'll, we'll 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 see about that but it's really bad for them uh you know the brewers they they were there they had a great week last week they swept the mets they took two out of three from the cardinals they're feeling pretty good they get shut out on monday night uh by zach gallon who had previously really kind of struggled in his first two starts uh now uh, they get Corbin Burns. As we're recording, he's about to start. About to start. In fact, they're in the second inning now in that one. Uh, and Burns has been terrible so far. His velocity is a little bit down, more down on the first start than the second. Not getting much swing and miss. I frankly, you know, I, I thought this was a good time to try to buy low in, in, in DraftKings. And I don't think you can do it in trades. We always talk about buy low in trades, but who, you know, it's it's hard to pull that sort of stuff off. You can buy lowest but it's hard to buy low. Um, yeah, I think, well, we'll see how Corbin Burns does tonight. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I've been known to make a lot of trades and like, yes, I you think, are. Yeah. And I think, I think you can buy low on some of these guys. Like it, it's degrees of low. Like right now, for example, like Corbin Burns was a first round pick. Like right now, for example, mm-hmm. you may be able to get him at a second round price. And if tonight's start stinks, maybe you can get him at a late second round price. And if his next start stinks, maybe you can get him at a third round price. Like, <laughs> like, you, like you can like, and it doesn't always mean like some people are like, Oh, buy low. It's like so obvious. Sell high. It's so obvious. That's not always true. Some guys who start out low, stay low. And you're like, Oh, I just, yeah. I stole Corbin Burns. I got him for a late second round price after a couple bad starts. Well, if he's still not pitching well in June, like, guess what? You probably lost the trade. Like, I know that you made like a sensible move, a sensible risk, right. but it's a risk. And um, yeah, so like, like right now, if you could trade Kevin Gosman for Corbin Burns, everybody would, I think, still take Corbin Burns. If Corbin, yeah. if Corbin Burns stinks tonight and Kevin Gosman pitches really well tomorrow, maybe some people would start to think about that. And if you say like, like I hear people be like, "Oh, well, buy low." That's so obvious. Uh, it's not obvious. Like if Corbin Burns stinks tonight and Kevin Gosman pitches well tomorrow, maybe Kevin Gosman pitches better than Corbin Burns the rest of the year. We'll see. Like that's possible. It's right, like, quite possible. So, um, yeah, like I think I think there is a buy low. It, it's not just about being as simple as like, "Well, I'll just buy low on struggling players out of the gate." Like you have to figure out which of these guys you believe are going to come back around because it won't be all of them. That's why there's busts. Some of them are right. going to continue to struggle. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I saw, that, I think it was Scott Pianowski, uh, Scott Pianowski's uh, feed that I saw this. If it wasn't at Scott, it might've been Vlad. I, I forgive me for the improper attribution, but 
pure buy low, just saying buy low is bad advice. But you know, saying who to buy low on is good advice. Who to, who to sell low on is even better advice. Knowing when the milk has gone bad, you know, having that sense of smell yeah. is, is a really valuable skill. Yeah, it, it was Scott, and and I do disagree with Scott a bit on this. And uh, and Scott's obviously great at playing fantasy baseball, but. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think there's a lot of nuance around buying low and selling high. I think For selling sure. high. I think selling high is one of the hardest things in fantasy baseball to do. Like to look at your best performers, your players who are playing over expectations by a lot, and say, you know what, I'm going to move them now. That's so hard to do, right? Like it. Yeah. Like if you drafted, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of someone you know quickly off the top of my head, but uh, you know, like like Brandon Lau, for example, has hit homers in the last. I don't know, three games in a row or something like that. Or uh, forget the injury. Moonshot tonight, by the way, too. Right. Like, I'll give you, I'll give you Matt Chapman. So Matt Chapman is off to an amazing start, right? He's in a contract year. Everything's going well. The hard hit rate is way up on him. Right. So for someone to turn around right now and look at Matt Chapman and say, you know what? I'm going to trade him. I'm going to trade him for five rounds more than I've drafted him for. Because you can do that in some leagues right now. But but now you're take if, if Matt Chapman stays hot, that's a good offense. If Matt Chapman stays hot all year, like you could lose that trade, right? So mm-hmm. um Matt Chapman for I was trying to think of someone kind of quickly off the top of my head in that range. Alex Bregman. Right. So Alex Bregman went before Matt Chapman in every draft. By about 70 picks. Who do you want? Uh, who do you and- want right- who do you want right now? Well, I thought Bregman was going overdrafted, so I want Chapman um, because I Bregman was one of my fades this year. Okay. Um, one of like six players so far that I haven't been com- egregiously wrong about, so uh, I'm going to stick with that one. There. How about Gunnar Henderson? He was going, I think, oh, man. before him. Yeah, I, I, I've been – okay, fine. That's a quick in my face about someone I was wrong about because I did say to go oh. target Gunnar Henderson. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I don't think I would – trade i mean gunner henderson i mean there, there's not the track record there there's not there, there's some other issues um uh but yeah uh i don't know i mean isaac asso who's selling high right now people do this trust me yeah. i have leagues where people are sending trade offers right away yep. i have people that are asking about trades that they're getting right away like after one start one for a pitcher or after five days for a hitter i see it all the time um Fred was trying to trade with me on opening weekend. I, 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 I resisted weekend. your entreaties so far um, on that one there, but I don't know if it's going to work. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, right on opening weekend, you said to me when we were chatting that you were running out of pitchers. And I said, well, how about I give you DeGrom for Goldschmidt? And like, that's, those are both like second round pick type players. And, um, and you got him at pick 60. So you that, wasn't right. a second that's right. reluctantly at that. too. That's right. For sure. But that was definitely an, in the moment we were all, you know, yeah. afraid of him for, you know, for, for the injury problem. And, and there could be more injuries. We'll see. But anyways, and there's a lot of risk in that trade for both of us. You were running the risk that you trade for DeGrom and he gets hurt. I was running the risk that I give you DeGrom and he wins the Cy Young award because that's what he'll probably do if he starts all season. So well, and he's winning tonight. Um, uh, four yep. to three now in that game in the eighth. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and he, he was amazing. His second start awful in his first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, but the problem for me now is now I'm, I'm, I'm losing hitters too. Like I, mm-hmm. I was the O'Neill Cruz guy in our league. Oh, that's a tough one. And I, especially cause I think it's, it's a shame when 
Like, I think you were right on O'Neill Cruz. Mm -hmm. I have no O'Neill Cruz. I was wrong. So I think I was wrong. I don't care if he got hurt. Like, he was off to a good start. He's an explosive player. It's a freak injury. I feel bad when guys who, like, when someone's right on someone and then the guy gets hurt, like, just as he's taking off. And you're like, oh, I actually nailed that one. Like, I knew that O'Neill Cruz was going to have a good start to the season, and he did. And so and, and, anyways, and the league yeah. where I we wear together where I have them, it's labor where we have unlimited IL spots. Mm-hmm. But in the NFBC, there are no IL spots. You pose the question on our outline. Cut them. Do, do you cut them? Cut them. I think you got to cut them. I don't think he comes back early from this. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he comes back early from this. I think it's more likely he comes back late than early. On time is like August early to mid August, four months, right? August 11th. So that's on time. I think it's more likely it's later. Um, I don't know. Like you could, I could see a scenario where he doesn't play that much down the stretch because the pirates are way out of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I could also see a scenario where he doesn't steal a lot of bases down the stretch because he's just come back from a broken ankle and the pirates are way out of it. So I think, I think I would cut him it's in the NFBC. It's just so that bench spot for four I'm just going to assume four and a half months. That's a yeah. really tough one. Yeah. And we've had so many other, uh, you know, injuries this week. I mean, the, in- the injury machine just really kicked into high gear this week. Mm-hmm. Starting over the yep. weekend and then today, yep. yesterday and today, just awful. Like yep. news item after news item after news item. Yeah. I, I, I think in the NFBC, he might be a cut. I might, I think- especially because they already, they already put him on the 60 day IL and you know, mm-hmm. the pirates did on O'Neill Cruz. So, I mean, as opposed to like the Astros with Jose Altuve or the Phillies with Bryce Harper, I mean that that's an indicator. And they said four months. They the the, the Twitter mm-hmm. the Pirates official Twitter uh, said four months. So there there's your kind of indicator right there. Yeah, I also think that Cruz like Cruz is a, is really good, but he's mm-hmm. not Aaron. He's it's not like you're keeping Aaron Judge for four months or Ronald Acuna Jr. for four months. Like Cruz is really good, but there's also a scenario where he comes back and hits right. 195 the rest right. of the season. He's rusty, right. blah, blah, blah. He hits 195, steals four more bases. That's it. You know, like, so there's that too. Like you're keeping a potentially really good player, but you're not keeping a first rounder right. on your bench all that time. You're keeping like a fifth rounder or something on your bench. Yeah, I think it's just, just not worth it. You're right though. The injuries have exploded. I've always said that fantasy baseball is the annual tradition of watching the best laid plans slowly come unraveled. Right. And that's mostly what happens. You've got this plan and then you draft it and you mostly draft it like you want. You don't totally get like you walk away from the draft. And you're like, oh, I could use a little more speed or, oh, I could, I could use another closer or something like you, So even then it starts to come unraveled mm-hmm. that plan a little bit. And then it just slowly here comes Sandy Alcantara giving up a million runs last night, yesterday. And then here comes like an injury to Brandon Woodruff. And then here comes, and it just keeps, and it just slowly comes unraveled and you die a slow death. It's not like fantasy football. Yeah. You die a slow death where you're like, oh, I can, I can overcome this. Oh, I can overcome this. I just oh. got to wait for the, I just got to wait for this guy to get back. I just got to hang on for these two guys to get back. I just got to wait for this guy to right. become the closer. And a then, couple a yeah. couple of my teams need to be raveled in the first place before they can yeah. become unraveled, unfortunately. Yeah. But. That's it. Well, they were raveled before. This is it. They were raveled before you drafted them. When you came down with the plan yeah. at, at the draft, they were raveled. And like mm-hmm. I said, sometimes the unraveling starts even during the draft. Not right. always. Not always. And then 
it, it definitely starts. It starts. It starts as soon as, as soon as spring training starts. Depending yeah. on when you draft. Your team. I'll give you a good in draft example: the Rotowire Staff Keeper League this year. Uh, we're what you know we're drafting on a Wednesday night during the uh, WBC. It was the Puerto Rico versus Dominican Republic game. Uh-oh. Edwin Diaz converts the save. Yeah. I switched the channel over to US. I think it was USA and uh, uh, playing uh, Colombia or something. Anyhow, it turns out. Oh. Edwin Diaz hurt himself. I'm like, ah, whatever. I just saw him pitch. What are you talking about? No, yeah. he hurt himself. Mm-hmm. And it's a keeper league. Someone had Diaz super cheap. Uh, it's like, ah, oh, brutal. And I think he has him under contract for next year also or something like that. And right in the middle, that's your plan. You had Diaz. Now all of a sudden, and you had a, a significant portion of your budget. You had your, you know, top closers had already gone by. Immediately, of course, Adovino and, and Robertson and the next two guys nominated uh, because that's how we are. Uh, so, but yeah, talk about unraveling right away. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, if, if your team's healthy, even if it's not off to a great start, you're probably in good shape. <laughs> you're probably still in good shape, right? Even, right. even if your team's gotten off to a slow start, if they're, if they're healthy and they still have their roles, that's the other one. Like, like your closer still the closer, you know, that kind of thing. Your, your hitters are still starting players. Like then you're probably, uh, we've all got them. Rizal Iglesias mm-hmm. is my big one. I drafted him on a lot of teams. Right. Like this guy's way undervalued. He's going to be like a top three closer this year. And then boom, he's going to miss. We'll see probably all of April at the very yeah. least. So I still think I can get 25 saves out of him in the last five months. I think I can for sure. I think he's the Braves closer, but again, he might get delayed again, or he might come yeah, back, and go back one on setback. Shelf. I don't know. We'll see. And what's he like when he comes back? Maybe he's lost two miles to his fastball. Um, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. So it, it is, it is chaos right now between all these injuries <laughs> and the new level of scoring and pitchers getting blown up randomly all over the place. Like it is chaos right now. And I feel like it's exciting though. We are all hanging on, right. All hanging on to our seats right now, just trying to get through each day at a time and stay like maybe in the top mm-hmm. half of your league until this gets settled down, which yeah. it may not settle down. I don't know. This may be our new baseball landscape. Speaking of velocity down, let's talk a little Alec Manoa, mm-hmm. uh, bad outing today, uh, for him, uh, the, the Jays are going to win. In fact, they just won nine to three, but you know, Manoa's fastball was, was definitely down. Um, he got hit hard by the Cardinals in opening day too. Oh, hard might not be the word. He got hit by the Cardinals in opening. Yeah, day. A ne- lot of, definitely not hard. That was bad luck that day. I feel yeah, like. there, there was a couple hard hit balls. Uh, Donovan's home run against him was hard hit, yeah, but yeah. Uh, are you concerned? How concerned are you about Alec Manoa? Um, uh, not that concerned, uh, like a little. Okay. So if we did like an out of 10, like a three, three and a half. There you go. Um, he, his last start against the Royals was awesome, but they're the Royals and he did walk four in that game. So I guess I shouldn't tonight. It just seemed like, I don't know. And I watched it. I watched his whole start. I didn't see the end mm-hmm. of the Jays game. Cause we started getting ready to record, but, um, they were winning when I, I think four, three, when I came in here to, to get set up. They finished nine three, by the way. Perfect. Um, I he just seemed amped up. It's the home opener. It's like a forty five minute pregame show, which just drives me nuts. I just had sat through the Angels home opener for the Blue Jays game on Friday night, and um, but anyways, I got it. They got to do these things once a year. Um, He just seemed a little amped up. He was fine through a couple innings, and then kind of fell apart. yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not that worried yet. I was mentioning to you. I believe, if I remember correctly, that Jose Brios did this. Did something so similar in the Jays' home opener last year. 
I think he I think he got one out and gave up was crept charged with like right. four or five runs in the it wasn't quite like Manoa tonight, but um yeah, I, and the Tigers stink, so that's a little concerning. Okay, I'll give it a four. A four out of ten. I'm concerned. Because I, I have them in one of my main a lot of pitchers. Because I have them in one of my main event teams, I'm gonna amp that uh worry up level to like five and a half for me. Uh, right. Especially because the velocity was down. That's the thing that bothers me. Uh, you know, I think if he, if his velocity was normal and he just got bad results, it'd be one thing, but velocity was down and it was against a bad Tigers lineup. And, you know, granted, it could have been a lot worse. I think he ended up, he only gave up three runs. It's just, he didn't get through five innings. That was the thing that's frustrating. Can I, can I factor into my concern? Let's see how Rogers center plays because to me tonight, it looked like a bit of a band box. Like we'll see like with the new outfield dimensions and, Mm-hmm. wall and everything Kiermaier made a wicked catch over yes he did the new center field wall which was a really cool way for him to start um but they've the jays have this cool new thing for people who are in toronto and haven't really seen it but at, at various levels of the outfield they kind of have more like standing room stuff and standing standing tables and it's all kind of meant to like be in the outfield be on your feet have beers talk to your friends socialize watch the game instead of just kind of sitting cramped in a seat and but in doing that they've kind of brought some of the fence space in and i don't know it feels it felt pretty cozy i'm just interested to see that was the first home game it felt yeah. pretty cozy and that will obviously hurt manoa and some other pitchers if it is cozy all season yeah speaking of those park changes uh janet eagleson asks uh, she's not just a hockey writer folks she does play baseball too park changes at home how does it impact gossman yeah that's that's what we're that's what I think we're trying to figure out. I, it looks like to me, the changes are going to to play for the hitters and not mm-hmm. for the pitchers. So it will impact, it'll impact all of them. If it's a more hitter friendly park, it will impact Gosman to some degree in his home starts. Like, I, like that doesn't mean you can't survive it. We've seen all kinds of pitchers over the years on Garrett Cole does it all the time pitches in Yankee stadium, which gives up his homers, but he's still, still awesome. So like, like Gosman can still be great, but I don't think, but I don't think this is going to help him. So I think this is, I think it's something he'll overcome, but I don't think it's going to help. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I I am, I'm definitely concerned uh, about Manoa more than I am Gossman because at least Gossman's throwing hard still. So we got that going. I think Gossman's really good. Yeah. I wouldn't worry if I had him yet. Is Barrios toast? Yeah. So toast. Well, it's too, too toast to use in fantasy. Like there could be a few, like five innings, three runs starts this year. Some, some Mm -hmm. of those, but uh, like, two toast to use in fantasy Are you, I, I think would you dare use kikuchi i did last week um in tout wars draft and hold the first start so like i'll stick up for kikuchi a little bit his first start last week was fine like he won it was in kansas city yep the second start looks bad on paper he had two outs in the first inning and one runner on and they uh, dalton varsho lost a fly ball in the sun and dropped it didn't touch mm-hmm. it and so and then the next batter hit a home run so he gave up three runs in the first inning if varsho just catches that ball he doesn't give up any runs in the first inning he ended up giving six i want to say it's like six and like four and something or five or something anyways i think if varsho catches that ball there's a chance he gets through that start like five innings three runs which is not terrible in this landscape especially when he had a good start earlier in the week so i think kikuchi is like mostly not a guy to use in mixed leagues but I think you could stream him the right weeks. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's going to come back on the radar. Like 
where you're like, oh, I'm going to use Kikuchi for most of his starts. Like I, I put him right back on the bench in Towers. I used him the one week for the the two starts. He faces Tampa at home this week. No chance. Right. Right. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Tampa won again. They're eleven and zero now. Uh, so that that's that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I hear. Not bad. Yeah. Run <laughs> differential is like over sixty now. Uh, that's crazy after 11 games, but I guess when you don't lose and you win all but one game by four or more runs, that's what happens. Would you start non-aces against Tampa right now? Um, I, it depends on how you define non-aces. Like SP2s and threes, I'd still start because I okay. probably have to. Okay, yeah. Um, but man, I mean, it, it's so tough because, I mean, who have they faced this year, pitcher-wise? Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Oh, they faced some bad teams, right? They faced Detroit. They faced Oakland. Right now they face, yeah. now they're facing Boston, which isn't a group of aces. Like, yeah, yeah I get it. Today it was Whitlock it. making a season debut. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Whitlock was okay for a while and then gave up yeah. three homers, I think. Yeah. But, uh, but his whip was fine today. Is the RA not good? Um, yeah. I, it, the, the other problem with facing Tampa right now, and it's always the same problem I had putting up pitchers against the Dodgers is like, also, usually the other team, like Tampa's pitcher, pitches really well. So, yeah, so yeah, up against McClanahan today. So, yeah, right. Brutal. So, like, what were Garrett Whitlock's odds <laughs> of actually getting a win today? Like, so, yeah. so, so small. Yeah. Um, but, but unfortunately, I mean, unless you're like in a draft and hold, how often do you have the luxury? Okay. Oh, I'm just going to sit Whitlock because I have something better. Like, we were talking about earlier, Brandon. I had Brandon Woodruff in the main event. And had I known, I would have benched him. But guess what? My options were, I think, Michaelis who's pitching in Colorado and then he gets Pittsburgh later on uh, in the week or Noah Syndergaard who I'm benching after his latest strafing. Oh, I would, I could have used Syndergaard. I think he's home to the Cubs this week. I think that's reasonable. Cubs have scored 14 runs tonight. I know. I, Oh, I know. Like, I like, well, everybody has these games. Like, like the wind's A's, blowing out in Wrigley today. The, I did notice A's, that the Oakland A's scored, I think eight runs tonight. Like everybody's having some of these games, but I think, I think Syndergaard, he's had one, he's had one good start, one bad start. He's at mm-hmm. home. Cubs, I think, are reasonable. I think you could have started him. And the other pivot, obviously, if you knew about Woodruff, but you can't drop him if it's NFBC, but maybe you could have dropped someone else and just rolled out a reliever for the week. Hope for three scoreless innings. Yeah. Just hope that that reliever is not Ryan Presley. Oh, wait. I I know. This is the thing. It's not just... John Duran gave up a home run today. I mean, Jordan Romano struggle on Sunday, right? Got a win still, though. That was beautiful. Yeah, those are the ways. Duncan still got a win. That's the way to go. And has four saves. So he, yeah. he's like a stud in my book. Yeah. David Bednar tonight, <laughs> uh, two runs, gave up two runs, got the win after. Who's Presley. that? David Bednar. Oh yeah. 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 The... the top half of the inning, he gives up the two runs Yeah, and then Presley gives up the three run Homer to, uh, G one Bay. Yeah, I want to yeah. say G one bye, 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 but it's Bay. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it's just, yeah. Disaster lurks around every corner. It really does. It does. So it's not even like you can retreat from your starters and say, fine, I'll just use relievers. Yeah. Even the relievers are, some of them are getting, are getting blown up at times. Right. Well, and relievers, I mean, they're, they're so variable. They're so, they fluctuate from year to year so much. Anyhow, I mean, they're, they're the ones that are more likely to have velocity changes in a year, but uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty brutal. Uh, Lots of other injuries and I want to hit that. But before we do that, first, a quick note from our uh, sponsors on the blue wire network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Thank you for your indulgence on that. And then we're going to share a note from our uh, other sponsors from Vivid Seats. Also, uh, uh, and we'll start with Vivid Seats right now. Uh, baseball is back. Swing into the MLB season with Vivid Seats and score tickets to all the hottest matchups and biggest games of the year. Every crack of the bat, every deep center fly, every heart-pounding double play of your favorite team, live and in person. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can now earn rewards with every single purchase. Every ticket you buy gets you closer to your reward. Just buy 10 tickets and simply cash in your credit toward the 11th ticket purchase. It's that easy. Pro reward tip. Buy tickets for your whole group, split the bill, and make progress towards your free 11th ticket even faster. From behind the plate to the upper deck, Vivid Seats has great tickets for all the 2023 games that matter to you. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. We also have a brand new sponsor, Rival Fantasy. A new MLB season means it's time for a new kind of daily fantasy ba- uh, fantasy baseball. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played, and they brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy games include Fantasy Bingo, Head-to-Head Player Challenges, and Fantasy Book, where users can select over-unders for two to five players. With games like this, daily fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code 
Rotowire MLB at sign up and deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on a rival protected up to $50. Again, play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up promo code Rotowire MLB. Now is the time to step up to the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. All right. We mentioned O'Neill Cruz earlier. Uh, all of a sudden, Fred, we have a, a slew of shortstops getting hurt. We lost O'Neill Cruz. We lost Tim Anderson for two to four weeks yesterday with a sprained knee. They announced it during uh, uh, t- during the day today, uh, the severity of it. They've already placed him on the IL. Today, two more guys left. Corey Seager left trying to run out an inside-the-park homer, hurt his hamstring. Dansby Swanson left with lower side tightness. Todd Zola just told us the details on that. Uh, thanks, Todd, for that. Uh, he, he threw one ball uh, during warm-ups, motioned to the bench, and came out. Ick. And, and one other middle infielder, Glaber Torres, also left, although he's not a shortstop. But, you know, this all happened right around the deadline today. If you're in Raz Slam, we had the fir- first of two pickup periods was at uh, 9 p.m. Central time, 7, 7 o'clock best, clo- best Coast time. All these shortstops got hurt. Geraldo Perdomo is already the highest scoring like hitter in my Raz Slam league and I think in most others. Um, I wonder how much the bids on him went up today. I did notice. So as you were saying that, I just pulled up a Yahoo list of, of shortstops <laughs> to see who's been playing well that might be available. And he's the number one guy as mm-hmm. far as, as far as players who are rostered in say less than 60% of Yahoo leagues. Right. He's the number one guy by far. So he could be a hot commodity. I don't think so. I don't think he's a good enough hitter to, I don't think he's a good enough hitter. To sustain he doesn't anymore. play every day either. That's the thing. That's I, it too. I mean, he's young, him. like he's young and has potential. If he was to keep, keep hitting well, maybe he could earn that. Right. Um, like, I don't think he's totally, they're totally out on that for him. But yeah, just trying to look at what could be available to solve those shortstop problems. And <sighs> Bryce Trang's gone in every league that we play in. Right. Luis Renjifo. Yeah. He doesn't even qualify at shortstop. He's second and third. Oh, okay. Sorry. And yeah, unless, unless he's added it this year. Shortstop list. <laughs> but that just illustrates the point. It's, it's even harder. Yeah. Hasian Kim's in is I think he's rostered in all the leagues we're in. Like he's widely available in, in some of the other uh, platforms like Yahoo, but um, I don't think he's going to be available. Yeah. It's going to be replacing these players. I think we might have to look at the replacements, right? That their teams, like how the teams handle, like it's early in the week yeah. with Tim Anderson. So um, we'll see, you know, how they divide up playing time in the infield. Like with yeah. him, Gone, Elvis but... Andrews moved to shortstop from second today. Okay. Uh, which meant, I guess it's like Romy Gonzalez, I think is the guy that yeah. played at second, but eh. I mean, yeah, right. it, it's, it's not pretty. It's funny. Cause at the top shortstop is this beautiful, deep, awesome position, mm-hmm. but the depth isn't really there. Yeah. I, I felt like it was good. It, yeah. I think all the positions, like once the season starts, I think the depth goes like, like between injuries and just players. So like, I felt like shortstop at all points during my drafts, I would, there were shortstops I was interested in, but guess mm-hmm. what? All those shortstops are drafted. Like, like I liked them yeah. at their value. There were shortstops I liked in round 18 and round 21 at their value. Um, a lot of my teams have two or three good shortstops, but it doesn't really matter. Like all those players, if I didn't take them, they're gone now. So it's more about just what's on the waiver wire. And like, there's not, you're not going to find, 
you're not going to find great shortstop replacements. I think what we're seeing with all these injuries is maybe the importance of having some multi-position players so that you're not in a position right now where on Sunday you need to bid on a shortstop, right? Where you're in a position where you could bid on maybe just an infielder or something like that, right? Where you're like, oh, I got this other guy I can slide in. I have Haseon Kim. So now I could, I can slide him from my third base to shortstop. That opens up third base. So now I can look for a shortstop or a third baseman or, you know, well, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think, exactly. I think ha- having some roster versatility, if we're going to see a lot of injuries here at the start of the year, some having a few of those players could be really valuable, which we've said before. Right. Um, but maybe this, that point's being driven home tonight. Yeah. Sometimes you walk away from the draft table and you have that, but then you go through a couple of fab periods, like, okay, I got to find yep. somebody. And maybe that somebody is my backup shortstop that I had to cut just to pick up a, a pitcher to replace an injured pitcher. All of a sudden, I, I, that fine-tuned yep. like flexibility is gone. The best laid plans coming yep. unraveled. Yep. Um, I'll give you a good example. So Will, I have Wilmer Flores on a few teams. He's first, second, and third eligible. I've been trying really hard to not cut him. He's on. My, he's just kind of on my bench. and. Yep. He just gives me, he allows me to not carry as many hitters on my bench. If I can have Flores and an outfielder, or if I can just have Flores, if I have an outfielder in my utility slot, then Flores covers basically everything at that point, other than shortstop. If I have two shortstops in my starting lineup. So, so someone like that and Flores is just good enough to be mixed league viable. Like last year, he hit 19 homers the year before he hit 18. He's just, he's already got two this year. He's just he's good playing enough. less this year as uh, i have yeah. rumor flores yeah in a couple yeah a little of bit he's 21 at bats so far so like that's he had like 500 at bats last year he did i wasn't expecting him to repeat that i was kind yeah. of expecting so i guess when i when you say he's not playing as much you're right he's not playing as much as last year but i think mm-hmm. i projected him for like 420 or 430 at bats but i still felt like in that amount of at bats he could hit 15 home runs and like i say be just good enough to have him on my bench yeah uh, and the thing is, but the, the problem is, it's just that, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, you got him covered, except then you actually have to have him active and you're like, Oh, he plays three, four times yeah. in a week. That's not great. Not great. Um, and then, you know, the giants, especially the giants under, uh, you know, Gabe Kapler, they loved platoon. They're kind of like the rays, except not as good. Um, and you know, but they have like three guys, they have like two guys that don't platoon everybody else platoons. And it's really frustrating. Very true. What happened with Flores last year and this like kind of the theme of tonight's episode, like this will probably happen with him this year is they ran into some injuries and all of a sudden he played more than he was expected. And he started having stretches where he was an everyday player. So whether it's Lamont Wade Jr. goes down, whether it's Cyro Estrada goes down or at some point or Brandon Crawford goes down, but something probably happens at some point. David VR goes down. There's just a hamp because Flores can play all those positions. There's just, there's four or five players where if any of them go down, all of a sudden Flores starts maybe not playing every day, but maybe starts playing five games a week. Yeah. Frank yeah. asks a possible placement is, are you guys intrigued by John Birdie? Um, I think he's only second and third this year, but maybe in your league, he, he had some, add some outfield as well. But yeah, of course, John Birdie won people placement, if not one leagues with those six weeks that he had last year. But again, like Flores, He's not getting that regular playing time that he got last year Uh, Mm -hmm. because Jazz Chisholm got hurt early last year. And that's when Birdie stepped in and got most of his production all in one like two month stretch. Um, But yeah, of course, you know, finding uh, finding stolen bases that that's great, especially when you need more stolen bases this year. I'd rather have him than Miles Straw. And I know Straw's 
actually off to a reasonable start this year and helping people, but I'd rather have birdie for the season. I think than miles straw. Uh, I'm going to take straw in that one. I have no birdie shares. Um, so birdie's, play, birdie's playing every day. I just looked it up. And playing like, shortstop too, by the way. Yeah, but he's hitting ninth basically every day. Uh-huh. Um, and like, I just don't think, so remember last week I talked about how Jorge Mateo was one of my big regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't pick Mateo for the same reason, basically that I didn't pick John Birdie. I just don't think they're very good players and they were in crowded infields. And Mateo so far has really shut me up and is playing all the time and earning it. Birdie is doing what I was worried Mateo would do too. He's hitting 212. He has a 424 OPS. He's batting at the bottom of the lineup. If he doesn't pick things up soon, I think he'll start to actually lose playing time. Yeah. And so, Joey Wendell's hurt too. So, I mean, that's, that's, right. that's why Birdie is getting all that time at shortstop there. Yep. Uh, but he, then again, uh, Wendell, like there was just a note yesterday that he's still shut down from all activity. So he's nowhere close to returning. Yep. So Birdie's yeah. going to get a bit of a run here too. <laughs> yeah. But if he's not hitting and then, and you can't steal first kind of thing, right? If he's not hitting, then he's not helping you at all. So there's just no other way really for him to manufacture value in fantasy. He's got, he's got to get on base so he can steal. So yeah, yeah like I said, he's, he's the flip side. I wish I had drafted Mateo. I'm glad I didn't draft birdie. They're actually kind of similar in some ways from a mm-hmm. fantasy perspective and a real life perspective. Um, they've just both gone in massively the other way direction I'll, so far this year. But I'll birdie, give a counter, counter, counterpoint. Yeah. Uh, birdie has had you know, the Mets. I mean, the Marlins have had two series against the Mets so far, and that that's a tough, that's a tough ask. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, when you've only had three and a half series so far, and two of them have been against the Mets. I mean, that's like, yeah, okay. So he hasn't been good, but you know, and then the other one was against the Twins, and the Twins are a pretty good, you know, pitching staff too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we do know from last year that Birdie's one of those guys where he can be sleeping, he can be sleeping, and then all of a sudden he has like a six steal week or a right. five steal week or something like that, doing what Mateo is doing right now, right? Yep. Where I think he stole another base tonight. So Mateo is hitting at the bottom of the lineup, but he's stealing a bunch of bases. Um, yeah, Mateo's and, better defensively too. So yeah, I'll, I'll sure. say that too. Yeah, so sure. I, I do prefer Mateo to that. Those, by the way, uh, Dustin Baker asks, "Is it time to panic on Peter Alonso?" No. Don't panic on Peter Alonso. You have a proven track record. Unless he's hiding an injury, don't uh, don't even worry uh, about Peter Alonso. That's my opinion. Say, what say you? Oh yeah, totally. What, what would you panic on? He has an eight ninety three OPS so far. Like that's the second best OPS of any season in his career. His best one was his rookie year. So that's the yeah. best OPS. Like he's only hitting two fourteen, but he's already got five home runs. So yeah. he's he, like I think he's playing great. He's just he's just got a low BABIP. Actually, if I would. If I was going to do anything on Pete Alonso, here we go back to something we already talked about. I would try to buy low. He's got a 138 Babbitt so far, and he's hitting 214. His strikeout rate actually is really good for him so far this year. He actually should be hitting for probably even a better average than his career 260 average, and he's hitting for power. So yeah. if I could get even the slightest discount on Pete Alonso right now, I would take it. Like he was a, say, around pick 20, I'd say, in a, in a lot of leagues. Like if I could get him for, for pick 30 or pick 35, I would be in on that right now. Exactly. All right. Uh, I'm with you on that one there too. So yeah, go target him. Don't panic on him. All right. That that's on Peter Alonso there. Okay. Let's talk about a couple of disasters that have happened today. Two young pitchers, Hayden Wesneski and Grayson Rodriguez, both had really, really rough days today. Uh, Both struggled to find the strike zone. Uh, And that's part of the issue there. 
Wesneski, he's had two bad starts, though. He had a bad start against the Reds. Also, I will say this in his defense. The wind was howling out to in Wrigley today. Or in the eighth inning in that game, it's still ongoing. There's already been 23 runs scored. So it wasn't just him. In fact, the Cubs are winning. They were down 7 nothing, and they rallied. Uh, Chris Flexen is your hero if you're a Cubs fan. <laughs> yeah, eight earned runs, I think, for Flexen uh, when I was looking tonight. Uh, yeah, it was Nesky. So how worried are you about him? Because like, he was a real buzzy guy in draft yes, season. He was. he was a guy who I actually felt bad that I didn't take uh, anywhere. He just, I don't know. I, I, sh- I kind of wish I had taken him back when he was a... 23rd rounder 22nd rounder early yeah. draft season then once he started pushing up to being like a 15th rounder or a 14th rounder then i was kind of out so i was like well i wasn't out but i, I don't know i just i just took boring veterans instead of him guess uh, who was so proud of himself for taking him in the the, the third the plus 300 picks and in, in, in our league together oh me um you know i, I got wesneski a lot early um mm-hmm. and nowhere late it was really wild to see yeah, which so that's an awesome example of where you're like where you look back on draft season, you're like, look at this. This was an amazing value pick. I got this guy past pick three hundred, and now he's going, you know, like around pick two hundred. Like what an amazing value pick. But if he doesn't actually pitch well, mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's all said and done, it still wasn't a very good pick because right. he didn't pitch well. So he's got to come around at some point to make to make it a good pick for you. Um I'm not like b- not bailing on him yet, but like this one's I'm sitting him if I can for his my sure. next for his next start for sure. Like you have to sit him, I think, for his next start. I I, I think it kind of depends on the opponent and venue, but uh, it, it, that, well, let's let's find out who is he starting up against next. Uh, that this is great. I, I have this site called Rotowire in front of me. How about I think he might be a two start guy next. Is week. that Dodgers then? Um, I'm not sure if he gets. No, no, no. He pitches Monday against Oakland. Oh, you're starting him at Oakland home to the Dodgers. That's his week next week. That's a really tough one. Um, So good. And then it was, I I think with all the other hard, I mean, we're having having a hard time finding pitchers. You take it just to chase the win in Oakland. I think you go with the chase the win in Oakland uh, with what, uh, with, uh, with Wisniewski. I don't know. I mean, I, I would like, maybe I'd like to see, like, look into the velocity report, see if, like, there was anything wrong with his velocity, see if there's any other reason that why he may have gotten crushed. But yeah, I'm probably starting Wesneski. Um, what about Grayson Rodriguez? This was, is a, I mean, this was as good a matchup as you get home start against Oakland. Yep. And he was bad. He was really bad tonight. Yeah. One of my questions for you was, is it time to just start anyone against Oakland? Well, I guess not. I guess it's not just anyone against Oakland, but, but yeah, he was, he was, and that was, I still will start anyone against Oakland. I'm not going to let tonight dissuade me from that. They just lost uh, Seth Brown for like four to six weeks with an oblique injury. Uh, I mean, just take a look at their lineup. Yeah. You'll be wrong every once in a while, but I mean, you gotta, you have to have, you have to start pitchers against somebody, right? Um, you start him against Detroit, you start him against Pittsburgh, you start him against Oakland, you start him against Miami. There's a lot of bad lineups out there, Cincinnati on the road, and you takes your chances. Um, and every once in a while, you're going to get a bad, you're going to get a bad result. Okay. Before we'll come back to Grayson Rodriguez in just a second, but just to test this theory, would you start Carlos Carrasco against them this weekend? I was yeah, just, just I working would. on an article and he, he's been horrible and those horrible. first innings have been horrific I, yep. and, and I'll still start him against okay. Oakland. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, back to Grayson Rodriguez. Otherwise, I'm cutting him. Right? If you're not using him against Oakland, he he doesn't. He's not on your roster. 
Um, yeah, I mean, starting pitching is so hard to come by these days that I guess you could just say like, like I'm going to bench them for a couple of weeks and see, I just, there aren't enough starters, you know what I mean? For me to, to put them in. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. In, in that game, I just noticed Danny Jimenez. I think I had him benched in almost everywhere. Oh. Thank God, because he came in in the ninth inning or the eighth actually and stayed in for the ninth and stunk, gave up three runs. Yeah. Well, um, because he hasn't had, they haven't come s- close to sniffing a ninth inning no. lately. So yeah, let's just try to get him get him some work while the game's still close, but there's we're still trailing. You know, it, it's a classic get work get, get bad scenario there. I'm not really, I mean, I'm not. I mean, Jimenez, I have in a couple of places, yeah. So I felt it, but I mean, yeah, it doesn't really change my outlook on him so much. With Grayson Rodriguez, the, the control wasn't good tonight. Four walks. Uh, I mean, it wasn't good up, in spring either. No, he didn't give up any homers. Uh, he was good his first time out. Um, he's probably going to be all over the place a little bit for the next few starts. Uh, yeah. What's his next start look like? Would we start him or is he already locked in for the week's his next start his at next the White start Sox. Sunday at the White Sox? If you could get him out of your lineup, would you get him out of your lineup? It's again, still in seas. Ooh, I think I would get him out if I could. So no Tim Anderson, no Eloy Jimenez, maybe no Yon Mankata. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Doesn't matter if he's not well. It does it matters, but not as much if he's not throwing strikes. Um, yeah. I, I would get him out. I think. Yeah, I, uh, I might start getting a little more tentative on these starters. If you got to play, blow-ups. but you got to find roster nine pitchers though. That's the the yeah. problem is you got to find nine of them. Hello, Eric Swanson, and yeah. hello, you know Brian Abreu, and all these guys. I don't know. Maybe that's a combo. Yeah. Maybe that's not well, a good plan. I don't. No, know. I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad plan. Um. You know, I, I think like you start to find some of these guys and you go with it there. I mean, I, I've, I saw some bids out. Uh, who's the Cubs relief pitcher that I saw bids on? Who's a converted starter, former starter. Uh, you know, this is great content here once again. There, I'm off. Sorry, the Cubs reliever? Yes. Uh, Al, Al- Alzale. Edward Alzale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, lots of strikeouts. Yep. No role right now. I've saw, yep. and you know, maybe, you know, this list and I were talking about this in two, and during Happy Fun Ball year uh, in 2019. Like, Instead of streaming starters, just Stream stack up some of these relievers. Find the Seth Lugo types. Now Seth Lugo's mm-hmm. a starter, but at the time, mm-hmm. yeah, who can pitch maybe two innings, uh, two or three times a week, sneak in some wins. Because let's face it, relievers are going to get more wins if this environment holds up. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say that maybe though, I don't know. At this time of year, early in the year, like I feel like I want to roster a fair amount of starters because I'm trying to find ones that right. Because because when you hit on them. Right, like yeah, when you get Graham people, Ashcraft or Desclafani, as Isaac right. Moore was uh, pointing out yeah. in the chat, Bryce, Bryce uh, Elder this past weekend. Yep, right. Looks like maybe he could be actually like a permanent thing. Did um, you pick up Chris Bubich? Uh, I picked. Hey, him up. Salazar is asking about that. I picked him up in our labor league. That was okay. the only spot where he was available for me to pick okay. him up. He was and available in a lot of my leagues. I didn't get him. I I, I ran the uh, Chris Bubich experience last year now he is his velocity is up from last year even mm-hmm. but it was up last year from the year before he has his moments but he yeah. also has his blow-ups too I, I i'm a little distrustful and i i distrust the royals to support him also yeah that all makes sense i i spent four dollars out of the hundred on him in labor so so just like competitive it was like a classic i did a lot of classic fred bidding on just trying to finish second mm-hmm. um on Sunday, I bid like a Bryce Elder in like every league, fifty bucks or something like fifty bucks. I think I got out of a thousand. Yeah, yeah, in the NFBCs, I got him in like one or two. Like it was just yeah. a like keep him honest. 
maybe a little more than a keep him honest. Like try, like mm -hmm. I said, like try to finish second, see if you could squeak out a first. Right. Um, but anyways, going after those starters, I think right now makes sense. And when you go after them, you may have to use them. Uh, but I may pivot away from that once the dust settles on some of these pitchers, if some of them don't turn out and then just start going to the Owls Lays and, and the good relievers. Yeah. Yeah. Another name uh, suggested by Jason Jablonski, uh, Taj Bradley. Are you in on him? Jablonski, excuse me, not Jablonski. Oh my gosh, uh, he's starting for the race, so of course I'm in on him. Yeah. <laughs> right? Starts tomorrow, because, uh, and that's because Zach Eflin went on the IL with a back issue. Yeah. Yeah, another one, another injury. That was the lead injury a few hours ago, and then it was quickly right. topped by several in other injuries. So I would say, yes, I would, he's, he's, talented his minor league numbers are good and he's pitching for the rays and the rays are absolutely on fire yes i would use him if he stinks whatever i get the first race stinky pitching performance of the year basically i'll take my chances Second, I jason fleming had one really bad one there uh josh fleming, josh fleming. jason he fleming is a guy i used to work with at broadband sports he okay. may have had a bad outing but we wouldn't know about it um but no so he there you go the second one you're right they survived an at washington josh fleming blow up yep um Anyways, yes, I would start to short answer. I would, and absolutely. And I'm going to take Bradley and I'm going to start him because we're not sure what's going to happen with him after the start. But if the Rays keep him up, then I want, then I want him. I think you're going to get two starts out of Bradley. Uh, sure. If it's a minimum 15 days, because they have an off day next, a week from Thursday. Mm -hmm. uh, and that kind of perfectly allows space for Eflin to slide, uh, slide back in. But that's only if it's a minimum of 15 days. And remember, yeah. pitchers, it's 15, not 10. So yeah. uh, hitters, if, it could be 10. Yeah, and if no one else is hurt. And we're, just, we're talking all tonight about how many guys have been hurt in the last 24 hours. Like, mm -hmm. like by the time Eflin gets back, maybe a different race pitcher is hurt. So right, because we'll the race pitchers pitch well. I don't know. This is very anecdotal. The race pitchers pitch well, but I, they do get hurt. Yeah. Like, I don't find the Rays are in my opinion, aren't better than the other organizations that are keeping their pitchers healthy. Oh, I agree. At, at making them pitch well. See so, also glass now, comma Tyler, right. Uh, so, or, or any year in their bullpen. I mean, they absolutely. turn through Nick Anderson pitches. is one that I thought of off the top of my head. Colin right? Pache had a good out. stint uh, hurt. Yeah. Uh, ironically, Brent Honeywell is doing well for the Padres. They, he kind of washed out from the Rays because of injuries, but I'm happy to see him back in baseball and, you know, pitching a decent amount for the uh, Padres out of their bullpen. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a, yep. Agreed. That's a really good feel good story this year. Yeah. But anyways, back to Bradley. Yeah. I would pick him up and start him. He's the, he's like elder. He's like a perfect type of guy to try and just see where it goes. Good team skilled. Let's see where it goes. If you get burned tomorrow, whatever, then you get, then you get burned tomorrow. You, we're getting burned this year by our aces sometimes. So Right. Take a shot on a, a skilled youngster. I'm not saying because of that that we take a shot at, you know, pitchers who aren't very good. But this kid is talented. We'll let's see how he. And just like I said, like the Rays are just on fire right now. They're at home tomorrow. Give him a shot. Yep, he gets a matchup against Chris Sale. That's interesting. Yep. Uh, and then Jeffrey Springs, Cy Young himself uh, on Thursday uh, against Corey Kluber. Uh, we'll see so, if they can keep that going there. Um, if they can get through tomorrow. Like they could really, really keep pushing this winning streak. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like that Thursday start springs against Kluber really feels like a win. Yeah, it does. But, you know, strange things have happened uh, where, you know, the streak ends at the weirdest spot a little bit there, but you never know. Um, but we'll, we'll watch that one a little bit closely here. Uh, there's a lot of outfielders getting hurt too. Uh, we look at, uh, you know, 
Joey Gallo to the IL. Seth Brown, we mentioned earlier, four to six weeks. Adam Duvall, fractured wrist. Uh, it's his left wrist that he hurt on Sunday. Not going to need surgery, but obviously this is going to be a while with him. Yeah, I think you have to cut him. Agreed? Like, I just think... Like I know, uh, I know. I want to see. I want a timeline before I make that decision. So I might wait a week. On Adam I just, Duvall. I know he was off to a hot start, but I just, I don't think that was going to last. Like he, if he stayed healthy, he might have hit thirty home runs this year or something. But I just don't think the overall thirty home runs in two twenty. Like I just don't. I don't know what was Adam. Like I, we don't need to look it up. But Adam Duvall's ADP this year must have been, I don't know, three something, four hundred, late three hundred. Well, something. It's like funny that. because I actually have an ADP ADP page open right now. Okay. Uh, so I'll filter for the main event because oh, okay. that's more recent and all that. But uh, Adam Duvall's uh, ADP in the main event was two ninety five. So you're right. right yeah, about three hundred. So high of two fifty one, um, a low of three forty eight. I don't think you can keep her. I know he. I know he played well for eight games, but I just don't think you can take a twentieth round draft pick and hold him this time of year. For what if it's for a month? What if they say he's coming back in a month? Um, okay, okay. If he's back in a month, which I don't think he will, right. I would hold him. If hypotheticals have, for a thousand, I, yeah. If I don't have like two other injuries, which I probably do, like m- almost all my teams have, you know, all all my NFPC teams have two or three guys on the IL. Yeah. So I just don't think I can make Adam Duvall like the third or fourth IL guy. Yeah, uh, I I think you're right, but I, I just I want to know. Yeah. Um, and you know you, you will know by Sunday probably. Sunday probably, probably. Yeah. Uh, the, where are the Red Sox going after? Uh, are they coming back home after this series against the Rays? Uh, if so, then the we'll, Angels. We'll... Yep, the Angels this weekend. Three lefties. So you're going to find out this weekend because yep, they're going to go sure. back home and they'll probably say something when they go back home. For sure. Yeah. Um. So okay um all right uh gallo was off to a good start now he's got a back issue and those are nebulous uh you don't like seeing that uh twins quietly have two of their two-thirds of their outfield on the il max kepler is also on the il you know it, it's stacking up for them and injuries really short change you know short circuit him last year yep and that's a going to be a big concern i think here going forward uh gallo was off to a good start i have no gallo shares I don't till totally regret it. Like, I feel like yeah, this was going to come to an end at some point, but I, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Like you said, like that type of an injury could stick with a player for a long time. I think if you drafted Gallo with the good start and then we're not really sure how long this will hold him out. I, like, unless we get other news by Sunday, I think, I think you hold him probably at least another week and see where this all goes. Right. Yeah. Well, I uh, truthfully, I think we'll know by Sunday like what kind of timeline we're looking at. And then it'll be obvious if it's only going to be a, a minimum or close to minimum. I think you keep them. Yeah. We had another injury tonight. Both Brad Johnson and Todd Zola letting us know that Matt Manning broke his toe, uh, either fractured toe or fractured foot. I've seen both, both right now, but not that he was a mainstay for us, but man, just another log on the injury fire. Stop, make it stop. Um, so his managers, both of them can send him, uh, to waivers across across fantasy baseball. I now, think he's a little more on. He I, is. He is. I've given him. I, he is. I'm giving him a hard time. Uh, your saltiness right. doesn't p- play here, sir. Stop. <laughs> Typical Canadian like cynicalness. It's true. Um, no, he's and he was off to a respectable start for a guy who was a good prospect. So and he's at at Houston and at Toronto. Yeah. And it, and it's got a 463 RA and a 129 WHIP. Those numbers are not terrible seven strikeouts, which isn't good. And that's always a problem for him. 
Uh, yeah. Only three walks, so four home runs. He gave up three home runs tonight. Kind of just bang, bang, bang on the home runs too. Like two of them were right yeah. in a row. He like he was okay for a while tonight. Anyways, we'll see where this all goes. But he's a drop if he's going to go on the IL. Oh, I agree. Yeah, easy. Oh, drop. for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, Who else can we drop? Who else is hurt, Jeff? Herman Marquez. Let's drop him. How about yeah. that forearm tightness? I don't have him, but I drop him. Uh, Tony Gonz- uh, don't Tony Gonsolin won't be back until May now. A setback. I hate setbacks, but you know, this is why, you know, how many times do we need to say Scott, I hear Scott Pianowski in my head yeah. all the time. And in particular, in this particular case, you know, injury optimism rarely wins. That's it. And uh, yeah, we can put him and Carlos Rodon in the same bucket here. Now, Rodon apparently has some back problem that mm-hmm. has slowed his recovery from, from his initial injury. So now he's going to be out or, <coughs> They, they think maybe a little while longer that probably takes him into May. So again, those were two pitchers who were drafted by people thinking, okay, I could get this guy back maybe like three weeks into the season three or four weeks into the season. And now it's going to be longer than that injury. Optimism is not your friend. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all getting strafed. Uh, got a question from brunch. Like what, how bad is an ERA and whip is going to take down the overall in the NF- NFC OCs? Um, good question. It, it's definitely going to be higher than last year. Uh, offensive stats going into today, uh, 4.69 runs per game. It was 4.28 last year. 1.17 home runs per game was 1.07. Uh, stolen base is 0.70 versus 0.51. Uh, batting average, 249 versus 243. Uh, and it's April. But this versus a full season's results. If I do April versus April, it's even more stark. Yeah. So we're starting to hit this landscape now where – like, okay, when you check the box scores, you're mostly checking, like, I get it. First, you're checking your pitchers to just make sure they didn't get blown up. So then when they didn't get blown up, you can take a sigh, you know, of yep. relief. But then when you check your hitters, they actually need to have done something. Right. Like, like when we were in that low scoring landscape, you could have nights where you're like, uh, this is pretty gross. Like I got one homer last night, no steals, but like, mm-hmm. ah, whatever. It's not that bad. We'll come back. We'll have a better night tomorrow. Like the way things are going now, like no, 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 no. We need to, we need a couple homers a night. We need a steal every night. Like, well, the worst part is yeah. when your pitchers are getting strafed and your hitters hit one twenty nine yeah. in the same night. You're like, yeah. what's going on here? How am I? Yeah, you know, how am I so bad? Uh, and then you realize it's April, and there's you know you won't always be that good, and you won't always be that bad. For sure, for sure. But we definitely are seeing. We need to give our pitchers maybe a little more grace because a six inning four run start isn't going to kill us as much this year as it used to because the average is there's not still not good, but the averages are all higher. Um, mm-hmm. The ratios, but our hitters, like I said, yeah, like we, we can't accept nothingness from our hitters as much this year. And that's a perfect segue into our final topic tonight. And that is draft regrets, which is what we uh, listed at actually as our title here, but then so many things happened today. All hell blo- lo- broke loose. The center did not hold, uh, but let's talk about draft regrets because we have them. Our title guy, our, our our guy is one that we both share. Uh, you you regret Javi Baez. I regret Javi Baez this year. Yeah, I mean, we'll see where this all goes. He just he's not the type of guy that I usually. It's it's um. He came out fine in my projections, and then mm-hmm. I drafted him in a few leagues. But even when I was drafting him, I was like, oh, he's not the type of hitter that I usually chase, and. But whatever, I went with my numbers and drafted him like round whatever, 11 or 12 in some leagues. He, I don't know, he doesn't look good. The strikeout rate's actually better, a little better this year than 
it's been the last year. So and his BABIP's really low. So maybe he's going to come around, but I'm I'm disheartened. No homers, no steals. He only has four hits, so it's hard to get steals when he only have four hits. Yeah, um, I've heard. And they're that. all singles. He had going into tonight. Sorry, going into tonight. He, so maybe still he has four hits, and they're all singles. Um, the league yeah. where I have him was an AL my AL only original home league Amiki, where. I I spent early on some other positions and I just couldn't get a court stop. So, uh, yeah. you know, or I didn't, you know, I didn't want to totally like tie my hands and I totally wish I would have tied my hands because uh, like, even when I bought them, I'm like, uh, okay, I'll go the extra unit on Avi Baez. And I knew it was terrible and I still did it. And mm-hmm. it, it's four by four too. So you don't even mm-hmm. get any run scored bump from him. It's just, ah, uh, I hate it, hate it, hate it. Uh, so he was high on my list of, regrets coming out of the draft and the, what I did at that position. Uh, I mentioned miles, Michaelis, another tough outing tonight. He was good for five innings and then just got crushed in that fifth inning. I think, but it was either the fifth or the sixth. Uh went from a two, nothing lead to six, two deficit. Just like that. That game is now six, six in the eighth, by the way. Uh, so, uh, you know, they, they st- stabilized, but not due to Michaelis. And the, he is like kind of like Manoa where I regret, guys that put the ball in play a little bit more um and maybe chris bassett is another one of those guys maybe although yeah. bassett kind of recovered in his last start we'll see about him but that kind of class of player i'm really starting to kind of worry about a little bit and like i benched michaelis this week and he has two starts one of which is against the pirates well i started him and <laughs> so that didn't go well i guess tonight although i was worried tonight wouldn't go well i guess it went a little worse than i was hoping for five innings three runs tonight something like yeah, that they didn't sure. get that or even five innings four runs i mostly wanted the pirate start this weekend mm-hmm. i was hopeful even he could get a win tonight uh but he's not going to so yeah I, i'm not totally out on michaelis like i would buy way low on, i would buy way low on him in a league or if someone drops him in, in a even in a 12 i think uh-huh. i would pick him up i don't know i have some faith in the cardinals that they'll figure this out with him and he's he's really good last year i don't know i have some faith that he'll figure this out i, I understand the regretting him i don't i don't regret him as much as i regret Baez right now okay uh, like just even going into tonight like michaelis had a 12 to 1 striker to walk going into tonight and had been terrible had been terrible and i did feel like when he played the blue jays the same he was the same start as manoa that he got dinked and dunked that whole game too so and then his next game was atlanta that's tough now he's in coors that's yeah. tough. I don't know. I'm not out on him yet. I, I would buy way low on him. Okay. So, yeah. he, you know, the thing is, he's just getting, yeah, he, it wasn't just the dinked and dunked. I mean, you give up 19 hits in nine innings, you're getting more than dinked and dunked. Uh, he gave up 10 more tonight in five innings, six runs, all earned. Thanks. Appreciate Crap. that. Uh, Cardinals, three and seven going to today. Did not, I didn't even realize they're off to the central yes. start until Nick and I were on, Nick Whalen and I were on Sirius XM talking about that. And like, oh, Ooh, yeah, this is this is for the team that's the favored team going into the season. Mm-hmm. That, that's really awful. Uh, Michaelis gave up three homers, uh, three strikeouts, two walks, so 12 base runners in five innings. Still killing your whip. Absolutely brutal. Uh, the Pittsburgh start to me on Sunday is a big one. Like it is. <laughs> excuse me. Like because like I said, this has been a hard schedule. Blue Jays, Braves now at Colorado. If he goes out against Pittsburgh and looks like Miles Michaelis, let's say six innings, two runs, something like mm-hmm. that, I'm I'm right back in. I'm like, okay, let's see who the next start is. If it's a reasonable matchup, I'm right back in. If he stinks against the Pirates, then I then I'm not dropping him, but I'm benching him. Okay. Probably for, for two weeks. Okay. Fair. 
yeah, because the upside's not super high on him. So I'm probably benching him for a couple weeks. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, we have dueling blown saves in Texas. Uh, we have uh, Post to Grom's win. You're telling uh, me. Leclerc uh, had an honor, gave up an, no, actually it was, uh, yeah. It, it, Will Smith and Hernandez conspired to kind of blow, basically blow that lead in the eighth. Okay. Leclerc gave up a run in the tenth, and Barlow has just given up a run in the tenth. Now, uh, tenth run one. allows yeah, are that's a, like that's not a problem. Yeah, those are like the ghost runner. I always like yeah. okay, run expectation is actually over half a run, so yeah. you're supposed to give up a run. Yeah. Um, it's if you give up two, uh, so that, that there, there you go on that. But still, you know. You, Save opportunities are hard to fa- come by for the Royals. I-, I have Barlow. I've been writing that. And Chapman's looking good, too. And that, eh. I thought, I'm, yeah. I've been kind of wrong on that. I, I kind of said that Chapman's terrible. Um, I The leagues where I have Barlow, I only backed him up with Chapman once. And I'm kind of regretting that a little bit. I grabbed Chapman in one league, one NFBC league, for about 40 or 50 bucks on Sunday where I need saves. Well, you always mm-hmm. need saves for this year, but, but where I need saves, especially, and I don't know, we'll see where it goes from here. But if Chapman, he, I, I've heard you talk to Scott about this and I heard you talk to Vlad about it yesterday or Sunday night. Um, if, if Chapman keeps pitching well, why wouldn't you eventually just make him the closer? Like yeah. it makes sense for a trade deadline perspective. And he's also just like, I know Chapman stunk last year and, and like, I rode that off right. wave with him and some, and then abandoned the Yankees, all that. Yeah. But, but prior to last year, like Chapman has a very, very, very long resume of being a really good closer. True. So, and he's not that old. Like he's, he's 35 right now. Mm-hmm. So just turned like this year. So like or earlier this year. So like 35 for relievers fine. Like if he keeps going eight to one, if he just doesn't walk guys, that's it. He's always been able to strike guys out. He just True. has to not walk guys in his first couple outings. His first four outings this year, he had one walk. <sighs> we'll see. But I picked him up just on that. I, you uh, are going to be then pretty happy with this because Jonah Heim just walked off Barlow with a three-run homer. There it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I don't have any Barlow. I'm I not do. victory lapping on this whole thing yet. I just think – I think Barlow's like a good pitcher but not an amazing pitcher. Yeah. And I don't think Chapman's amazing by any stretch. But when he, but he strikes guys out. So when, he, when he's not walking them – Chapman's going to get the next chance now. Yep. And if he, if he converts it. Why not? If you're the Royals, like, why not let him try to run with it? He's right. He's your, he actually probably has more upside than Barlow. Like he's yep. so many great seasons and you can flip him at the deadline. True. That's true. So, yeah. By the way, uh, Alex Wood had the dreaded four and two thirds uh, lead oh. with a two nothing lead against the Dodgers. Couple runners on base. Um, I don't know if there was an injury. He only allowed one hit. Um, so That's I'm trying weird. to, trying to find that out right now, but uh, yeek. Oh, tonight's just been terrible. Just terrible. I don't have a whole lot of Alex Wood, so it doesn't kill me. But everything else, like the Barlow thing kills me. A lot of other things kill me. But, uh, well, it hurt. they maim me. They don't kill me. Oh, I, it, I think tonight, if, if, you, if you didn't have a pitcher blown up and you didn't have a player injured, you had a good night. I don't you're care. Just what you're just not team, even living. I don't care what your team batted. If you yeah. didn't have a pitcher get hurt, or sorry, blow. if you didn't have a pitcher blow up and you didn't have anyone get hurt, you had a good night. Pierce Johnson gave up two runs so far in the ninth in a tie game. It's now it was six six. It's now eight six Cardinals. So uh, you, you know if you if you've been stealing saves with Pierce Johnson, you got you got punished tonight too. Everybody's getting hit. Everybody's getting punished. Not yeah. a blown save there, but there still no punishment. Havens. Yeah, yeah. There are no safe havens. I mean, uh, any other regrets? 
that you have? Um, draft the, the only other one that came to mind, and I don't have him in a lot of leagues, but some was Joey Manessis. Uh, just because, <laughs> like, he's off yeah. to a slow start. Um, maybe we all got a little bit of WBC fl- uh, fever when he had that mm-hmm. good performance at the start of the WBC. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's early, but he's just someone without a lot of track record. We had that Frank Schwindel thing, all of us in the back of our heads during draft season. I did buy in enough to draft him in a couple leagues. Uh, he hasn't homered yet. We'll see. It's only it's player I have in all three main events. So. There you go. So loving so it. Feel, you're feeling my pain. He hasn't been mm-hmm. like awful, awful. Like he's hitting going into tonight. He was hitting 238, but right. one RB for, for a power hitter, one RBI, zero home runs. Like it's, 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 worrisome it's frank Schwind- it's frank schwindel like yes so it is. hopefully that's not the case with him but the, all these other players who are off to slow starts who are established players like i'm like give me a break it's been like 10 games like just give them some time to come around but someone For like sure. Manessis with basically no track record like yeah. you're a little more worried yeah he, he has he has less of a plank to walk for sure that's right, that's right. It, it's the same as like bias like my my reason i regret bias is he stunk last year yeah. And then I said, oh, he'll probably get at least somewhat back on track this year. No new contract, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I'm more comfortable in Detroit. And then, so when he gets off to a slow start, I'm like, oh, this is just like last year. I should have seen this coming. When Manessis gets off to a slow start, I'm like, oh, no track record. You know, I, like I, like I should have known, but so we'll see. It's all, uh, it's all narratives at this point. I, I disagree with Frank saying he's a career minor leaguer for a reason. He got, he, he deserved a chance earlier in I his think career. So too. Yeah. And there are other players that have been have run that path. Whit Merrifield was in the minors for way too long. Joey Bautista didn't uh, get yeah. get the ch- uh, chance right away when he deserved it. Um, you know, uh, there, there's others, but point is, I don't think he's that. I think he's better than he's. He's not going to be Bautista, but he's also not going to be uh, Schwindel either. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on that thin limb. That's, yeah, that's it, and that's it. And if if Joey Manessis just is a major leaguer. Like, that's fine, but, like, that's not what we drafted him for. Like, we drafted yeah. him at a point in the draft where he needs to hit, like, 28 home runs or something like that. For right? sure. So, something like that. Like, like yeah, if he's just a 720 OPS, you know, kind of backup-ish infielder, outfielder, you know, gets 500 at-bats, like, that's fine for him for his career. It proves he's a major leaguer. But that's not what we paid for on draft day. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Well, we'll revisit that a couple months from now, but yeah, I want to give it sure. some time to breathe as far sure. as that goes. He's not a draft regret for me just yet. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that. All right. Um, that's going to tie things up here because if we keep talking, more guys are going to get hurt. and We just can't do that anymore. Um, so uh, anyhow, um, I, I, th- I think appreciate everybody chiming in. Really active commentary tonight. Appreciate mm-hmm. everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening. James Anderson will be back at you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Rotowire. Have a good night. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.